Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Small Business Chronicles. This show has become your Swiss army knife for all things business, whether it be advice, how to network, uh, how to how to wrap up a business to sell, how to start a business. We focus on solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, small companies to just kind of gather that information up so everybody can have it in one central location. And today's guest is professional surfer turned entrepreneur. We all, I love people that don't have that linear path into business because I don't have one as well. So let's welcome to the show, Jeremy Ryan. How are we doing today, sir? Doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you uh, be, because in the pre-interview we're talking and, and we have a lot in common. There's some commonalities in industry and stuff like that. So I have a feeling it's going to be a really, really good conversation. Um, so, so you're in California, correct? You're, you're out on the, the West Coast. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually in Los Angeles at the moment. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you started this journey as a surfer, correct? Yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, I surfed professionally my whole life and basically I've surfed, it was pretty much twice a day, every day from 12 years old to 30 to 35, literally every day, almost twice a day that was just my, my routine. So I, I, tons of, tons of water time. <laughs> uh, so have you always grown up by the ocean? Are you an LA native, uh, or have you bounced around a little bit? Uh, cause it seems like ocean's been a huge part of your life. Yeah. So I, I was born in Venice, California and lived here until, which I'm back now. So, but lived here until, until we we're, I was 10. And then when I was 10, uh, the company that my dad was working for moved up north. It was like an hour north to this small town called Port Wainimi. And they gave him a really great, really great deal bonus if he moved up there. And so we ended up moving up to this tiny town. I remember thinking like, what the heck is Port Wainimi? Like I've never heard of this. I was so bummed. And we we go up there. It's just a small, it's, it's a small farm town. Most people don't even, they just pass right by it. If they're going up North towards like Santa Barbara, which is a really popular area up there, or Ventura. And, and yeah, and we moved to this small town and, and, you know, for me, it was such a blessing because when I was living in LA, I didn't surf, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't start surfing till I was 12. And, but I, I skate, I rode skateboards and did all that. But the waves up in that area are just are world-class and, and are amazing. And that was the, honestly, if I hadn't have moved up there, I never would have became professional ever. So it was definitely a blessing in my life. And it, it, it definitely molded me to kind of just the surfer that I've become and, and, and what I was able to do in, in the sport. Uh, so, in, in, and, uh, what caused you to transition from professional surfer into marketing guy? So, so yeah, so the surf, for those, for those of you that don't know, like the, the surf industry is, it's really, it's brutal. It's to make money in the surf world. It's really challenging. And 
it's such a small percentage. And I know that's for all sports, but like even the top, top guys and, and girls out there that, that are surfing at a high level, even the best are not making that much. It's, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a career for like the love of the sport. So I grinded it out for years. I, I, I loved it. I traveled all over the world. I was able to surf, but at when I was, when I was 30, the company that was paying me to surf, my sponsor went bankrupt. And so at that time, you know, being 30 is considered over the hill at that time, you're starting to like, you should, you know, most, most people are kind of like dipping out and going to do other things. And I was still feeling really good. My level was really high. I was, you know, competing against 20 year olds and, and still beating them. And everything's, I, I was on the up and up, but I kind of had to be realistic in the sense that it's going to be very challenging to get a deal that's, you know, worth, worth anything. Right. And, and, uh, I had to like kind of start planning for my future. And so what I, what I came up with and what I really wanted to do is I wanted to be that digital nomad. Like I still mm -hmm. wanted to travel. And, but if I just thought if I could travel, do the surf thing and still make money on the road, this is like the perfect life for me. So I went, I ended up going to school for web design, graphic design and marketing. And then I started my own agency. And so I was able to like transition and kind of build, build that, that digital nomad lifestyle and be, still being able to travel. So I, I've, luckily I've been able to su successfully do it. And I've been doing this, you know, up until now. So yeah, that was, so, that was my transition. So so why did you pick uh, graphics to get into? Like, 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 cause you'd said in the pre-interview, that was kind of your first stepping point to do it. What, what was it about graphic design that you liked that drew you to it? You know, I've just, I've just always been artistic. I've always, you know, when I was in class, I would just draw uh, on my surfboards. I'd always paint my own surfboards. I just, I just love art and I, I feel like I have a, like I, I've always had a good eye for what I mean it art subjective but for me I always felt like I have a good idea of like even even if I look at a flyer I can kind of see like where things could be set up differently text sizes mm -hmm. could be different and, and and just the overall feel and and the purpose of design right like what's the purpose of the visual mm -hmm. and so I've always I found that interesting and I've really I've really found marketing interesting and just cause it's like a, it's like a problem to solve to me. Like that's what a, like a logo or whatever is, is kind of that problem. So I, I just really were, was always drawn to art. I, I think that goes for marketing really well is that it, people want to be artists, uh, creative people. They want to be artists. They, they want to create, they, they want to have this creative space. But it's so hard to make money doing that, whether it's, it, it's setting up a little flea shop, but a flea market shop or, or painting surfboards or doing whatever. It's just really hard to make that. So if you can transition that skill into a marketing skill of creating logos, design, flyers, stuff like that, I found that to be an amazing entry point for people into marketing that are creative, that, that come in because it takes a certain type of person to, to balance that out, to be creative and business. Um, so, so good for you. And, and you told me you had a little branch off there that with your design, you started a clothing company as well. Yeah, around the same time where I started 
my design company, I, I just kind of realized like I could make, I could sponsor myself here. Like I can make my own designs, my own t-shirts. And, you know, at the time I had, a, I had a connection with a buddy that lived in, lived down in Peru and he was in that world manufacturing and doing stuff down there. And so we had just been talking and, you know, it, it just kind of seemed like it made sense to start, like start there and make some stuff, make some products down there. And, and we did that for a little while. And then now we've transitioned into most of our, almost all of our production is done in LA and we're keeping it in the U S and, but yeah, it's, it's, it just, for me, for me, any, any outlet where I can be creative just makes me happy. And I think that's why I was always drawn to surfing. Surfing is a creative sport. You know, there's no, there's no one way you can surf. You can do your own thing. You have your own style and you basically have like a, a canvas that you can kind of paint on, on a, when you're on a wave. And so, yeah, I've always just been into like creation and, and solving problems. It's just something I've always been into. It's, and it's why I just love business in general and why marketing really transitioning out of just doing design, like you were just mentioning and doing more of like having more of a, a vision and a, and a, and a reason to do the art, right. Or a reason to do the, the website or a reason to do whatever Facebook ads, whatever it is. There's like, you create this to, to, to draw attention and bring people to, to the product or to the, whatever the business is. Right. And that's the challenge, you know, and, and that's, what's so interesting about it and, and fun. How do you feel? So, so I feel like we're going through this different time in marketing um, is that, you know, you had your traditionals, which is radio and TV, and then you get your streaming sites and that kind of takes away from the traditional. And then we get to this wild west of digital landscape. And now like advertising, like not marketing, advertising are two different things, but marketing has gotten so bad. Uh, of of just following you around with the programmatics with uh, the, with with I call them attack ads, um, but you know you think about something and all of a sudden they're on your phone and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I, what I'm seeing is a lot of designers, graphic designers, creative people are now getting a better foothold because you've had to come up with a way around all of that noise because the ads are no longer intriguing, they're no longer fun. They've went with brute force over creativity. And I think right now in marketing, we're at this time that that creative aspect is coming back up because as a human race, we're just starting to ignore the brute force advertising that's been so popular after, over the last five or six years. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the, the, the best ads out there are the ones that don't look like an ad, right? Like right. When, when, they, when, the, when a consumer sees an ad, once they know it's an ad, I mean, they're already turned off. Like. No one wants to watch oh, yeah. ads. You watch TV and a commercial yeah. comes on. What do you do? You just, you're not sitting there like, Ooh, a commercial, right? So, I, I, I pay, I pay tons of money a month to avoid commercials because <laughs> I'll pay for YouTube premium. I'll pay for Netflix premium. I'll pay for Apple music. I'll pay, I'll pay for whatever the hell doesn't show me a commercial. I will pay premium prices for that just to avoid it. Right except for maybe the one time of the year during Super Bowl, right? Where you see all the actual creative commercials and, mm -hmm. and yeah, and there's, it's more to, it's not just trying to sell a product. It's like creating something like that where you're kind of entertained. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think that's where everything's going and, and, and yeah, it's, it's, you know, 
it's hard. That part's hard. You know, only the best marketers are going to be able to pull that off. And, and that's, I think, I do think, especially with AI and all these, there's all these ways that you can just quickly just create an ad and post it up. Like it's so easy now, mm-hmm. it's effortless. So th- now it is like, it's so flooded that you have to be way more creative now with, with your, with your ads and, and how you market your business. Have you ever had an ad you made that you hated, but you had a deadline, you had to make an ad, you, you hated it and, and you were sure it was going to fail and it was one of the best things you've ever done. Has that ever happened to you? It, it, I, I've talked to a lot of marketers that, that something you didn't expect to blow up ad-wise blew up for you. Not, not right off the bat, but the one thing that I have really been focusing on and over the past years is I've always been such a perfectionist and that Mm -hmm. just doesn't work with marketing. Like it's all about, it's all about getting things out, testing it, letting, letting the, letting the public be the judge and then making those changes. And I was always so hard on myself and trying to make things so perfect and no one cares. Like, and and it kind of goes to what you're saying. Sometimes something that is so maybe cheesy or kind of like, not it's just not perfect it's really rough no. sometimes that's the one that resonates and and so yeah I've, I've really been focusing on just like letting that go doesn't have to be perfect just get it out you can always take it down well, well i think always... i well, well we're we're of kind of the same age and i think when you when you looked at commercials and they were professionally produced or you've seen a local ad or a 3 a.m ad or whatever they were just bad so you had all these big comparisons but I think now that we've went to social media advertising, if you look at what's popular on TikTok, there are jump cuts, the sound's not great, the camera angle's not great. It's not it, it's not a high quality production is what I'm kind of right. saying. And But they're getting millions and millions of views. They're getting things, but when you go to like TikTok or Instagram and once again, you see an ad, you avoid it, we're done. Um, yeah. You know, you're flipping and you're doing quick. But what I've found out in marketing and in video production or whatever, I've I've become a lot less pe- perfectionistic um, of having uh, – of when I have people come sit in this chair and record stuff, I'll have them pause. And then I'll just take that pause out and they'll be like a – and then we went to the store the other day. And so you'll have these weird little jump cuts and those are perfectly right. normal now. And, and, and a lapel mic, like I got a lapel mic with a big old fuzzy ball on it and all this stuff. Right. You see them in all sorts of professional advertising. Now things were, when we were coming up in advertising were completely off limits. Like, like that would just show you, okay, so this goes at three o'clock during a Laverne and Shirley episode rerun on TV <laughs> right. land. But now that stuff is in mainstream advertising today. Yeah. I mean, if, this, I mean, this day and age, because of the fact that it's so flooded with ads, it's like the, mo- mm-hmm. the more orga- organic it looks, the better, right? So you, you want that fuzzy mic to be showing because it's showing that you have a fuzzy mic. If not, you're just talking and why is this so clear and like sounds so great with no mic, right? Like it's kind of showing that this is real. I'm, I'm talking to you. Yes, I have a mic because I want to make it sound good, but we're not going to hide it. We're not, you know, I said... I said, Mike, like hide the mic and do all this stuff. And it's like, you know, no one, no one cares about that. They just want some kind of value. No. They want to be entertained. And, oh. and yeah, the, the, the more organic it looks, I mean, it, it just, it, it's more, it's, they res, it resonates more. It's more personal, you know, and people don't want to be sold. Like people just don't want to be sold stuff. 
I, I tell my clients, my, my few remaining marketing clients as I transition into this new life is that we use the four-step approach. Um, tell, 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 ask, meaning that we do uh, do something fun, tell them about your employees, uh, tell them about some charitable thing you did, uh, show the family off, show the employees off, whatever. But then one out of four or five times you can ask. You can go, hey, come on in and buy this thing from me. But, and we found, and I've just found in my small company using that kind of thing, because you're exactly right. If every ad that you do is, hey, come buy from me, come buy from me, come buy from me, then people just tune you out. Yeah, I mean, you really, the ultimate goal with marketing is to just keep giving enough value to where they come to you and ask you mm-hmm. for the yes. for what you, yeah, for what your service, you know, for your service. I mean, mm-hmm. And, and that's not, it's easier said than done. It's very challenging in this landscape and, and how fast things are moving and how consistent you have to be with, with giving value, you know? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's, that's the ultimate goal for sure. And if anybody's watching this and struggles with that, I have a microphone and I have a camera. Uh, yeah, I, I'm an expert now. That, that's all it takes. So it's that's literally it. And and you can grab a phone and like, hey, I'm a podcasting expert. I recommend this. If you're a roofer, grab your phone and, and, and go up on the roof and show somebody what a bad shingle looks like. These are the things that add value. Becoming yep. an expert, I- informing people, telling people. Um, I, I, I got a client. He owns a brewery, right? And a lot of times we just go take pictures of the brewery and tell them what's coming up this week or or we, we do all sorts of stuff, but we never really advertise the product. We just kind of show them the place and we make people – we give value to – to, hey, this place is nice, this place is homey, this place is rustic, and that, that, that's what I attracted to, that, or that's what people attract to. And, and same thing with florists or coffee, baristas. You, you just have to show them what you're about and give them that value like you said. Yeah, no, I mean, and that was a great example you just, you just gave of, uh, of a brewery, right? Like imagine, imagine every day or a few times a week, you, you get some pop-up video, not, not really an ad, but it's a pop-up, it's a video on your, in your feed somehow could be an ad, but it's showing you're, you're in, it's just somebody holding a phone, filming something in the brewery, mm-hmm. talking about a new, this new beer yeah. that just was made, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And after a couple of weeks of that, all of a sudden you're sitting at home, you're like, I want to go get a beer. What pops into your head? Right. That brewery, that brewery. Yeah. And that, yeah. and, 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 that is the that there's no better way to market than that, but it does take time yeah. and it takes effort, right? Like you have yes. to be on it, you have to keep giving that value, showing what the business is about, and all of a sudden right. you're the go-to brewery to 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 have a drink, right? And so, yeah, right. it's a great, perfect example of of, of that. Yeah, I, it, it and so so, but not all businesses you can do this with because let's let, let's yeah. take a little side trip here. Is yeah. is like mold mitigation, plumbers, uh, uh, um, stuff stuff like that. You still need good SEO, and you still need to be stacked in that ranking because uh, when my toilet blows up or falls off the hinges or or my sink explodes or I find mold. I just usually Google who can fix this. Uh, not everybody has a guy for those things. So, so, so there are some industries out there that do not benefit from the slow play, give, give, ask, but you still can because, because once again, what you're talking about is being front of mind. And, and so say that you're a plumber, you do invest some money into SEO, you do invest whatever, 
but you're still taken to social media to show people how to uh, fix small clogs or how to fix this leaky thing or how to fix that. You're still going to have that better opportunity because if you got five choices on your SEO feed there and you got five choices from Google, the guy that is front in mind that that told you how to fix the thing and didn't cost you any money is going to be the one you call when you do fix that money. So they they do, there is a combination there to, to use this for other industries, but sometimes not as exclusive as hospitality industries can use it. Yeah, I, I, I do. I still do think it works. It's just what I think for me, from what I've kind of found, it just takes longer, right? Like, so it's not, it's not going to be, Oh, I want to get my pipes cleaned and oh yeah i've been seeing this guy talk about pipe pipe drain cleaning right like it's that's it's a little different but i think the main thing is it's like ticking all the boxes like i always i always tell my clients Mm -hmm. when it comes to marketing don't just focus on two things like you kind of need to hit everything you focus on the bread and butter that's going to push the needle the quickest but everything needs to be slowly filtering in so you have more of an omnipresence right so you never know Mm -hmm. what that if somebody sees those videos, works at a company, a company has an issue with some plumbing, that person, the employee says, oh, hey, I, was, I know somebody, you know, they yeah, mentioned yeah. that this gets passed on all of a sudden, you know, so I think it's just kind of like being everywhere at all the time and giving some kind of value to, to people. Eventually, you know, it, it can work. But it, again, like we said, it's a lot of work. And, and it's consistency. It's all about consistency, you know? Well, well, yeah. And absolutely. The the two things about marketing, you have to be consistent with it. And the number two is your marketing is going to be a commitment of time and or money. Um, uh, I'm getting ready to do a lunch and learn for the local chamber about how to market with the things on your desk, right? Because we're going to talk about the commitment of time it takes to market these things, but maybe not mm-hmm. so much money to where if you have a particular part of marketing you don't understand, then allocate your funds and make sure to check your ROIs and your 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 costs of what you're doing there. But but yeah, I would love to see marketing grow to this hybrid thing where people actually pay attention to it some more other than just making people on Fiverr to make them bad ads and 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 do that brute force thing. And and I'm seeing that come come full circle, I believe, in marketing. So yeah, for sure. Uh, so so let's move on. Like we, we, we went down in the dirt there for a minute in marketing. Uh, so so your other thing that you do is is now, even though you feel like you're you're past your sponsorship or whatever, you started coaching surfing recently. Yeah. So when when COVID hit, uh, I'll just give a brief story. So when COVID when COVID hit, everything shut down, even the beaches shut down mm-hmm. for a while, which was really yeah. strange. Weird. But- that's a whole another deal but yeah everything (laughs) shut down none of the none of the you know the kids weren't able to go to camp for you know summer camp parents were at home with the kids and know what to do and so i started getting requests from from some some moms and and dads about like hey can you can you teach my teach my kid how to surf and i was like honestly at that time i was i was i was really like I don't really want to teach beginners. Like I had, I had done coaching right. in the past for like, for like high performance surfers and, and stuff like that. And, and that's where my passion is like the high, high level stuff. And I always felt like I was above teaching a beginner. You know, I just, I just always felt that. And I finally was like, you know what, I'll just do it. And, 
And I, I, I never forget, like the first lesson I did was this, this little girl, I think she was, she was like six or something. And I had the board and I got her to stand up on a whitewash, tiny little whitewash. And she wrote it. And I remember like, she was so happy, like the, the joy that she had to ride that wave. It just like, it, it like changed everything. And, and it really gave me this love for teaching because I was like, wow, I ride a wave. I don't feel that anymore. Like I'm so jaded by it. I've, I've done it. Mm-hmm. Even if I do a huge air or do some, some like trick that's really hard. I'm like, Oh, that was cool. And then I go back out to get another one. Like I'm, I don't feel that excitement. So when I see that in a beginner of just riding a wave, like it can like totally change someone's life. Like it, it can make people so happy, even if it's just for a few minutes, it's crazy. And, and so then I just fell in love with it. And, and I just, then I just started teaching any level and, and yeah, I just, I love it. I'm, I'm, I, I do about, on average, like one lesson a day. And yeah, I've been busy and it's just, it's just been, it's been the most rewarding job that I've, I've, I've had yet. So it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, what, what you're explaining is called the middle-aged dad phase is that <laughs> we're over all the, no, we're over all the stuff we've done because we've done all that stupid stuff and we've had that dopamine and it takes a lot to impress us. Right. And, yeah. and, there came a shift in my time too that I was like, I to see teach people marketing or or to do you to me classes or to help people coach and podcast or or to do that gives me that same feeling I used to have, but more as a voyeuristic. Hey, look, I see somebody and I recognize that feeling going through it. So it does yeah. that, and yeah, I've always called that my my middle aged dad teaching phase. Is that <laughs> it's just to a point that I, I feel I've done enough. So so, but to see like kids and students and stuff get get that excitement for the thing that you had excitement for uh ticks a box in my brain somewhere so i get it yeah i i love it and 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 you know the funny thing is it's really helped my own surfing because i remember the first lesson i did or not the first but like some of the some of them when i do for beginners you know i'm, I'm trying to teach them how to pop up on a surfboard and I remember the mm-hmm. first time someone asked me, I think it was like the third lesson or something. Someone's like, how do, how do I pop up? And I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't even know how I pop up. Like I just do it. <laughs> so it really had me kind of go back and like really look right. at my fundamentals. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's really like my surfing is, I'm as surfing is good now as I've ever surfed. And it's really, I really think doing all the teaching, even at lower levels, it like re it's rebuilding my foundation and to not get sloppy and like really, really keep everything like my paddling, my pop-ups, like everything I'm doing, keep it really tight. And, and yeah. And, and, and the other thing, the other thing too, is I'm at the beach every day. So, you know, I, I do have a one-year-old boy and so now I have more responsibilities, but when I go do a lesson, I usually go a little earlier or I stay a little later and I'll surf for a little while. So I'm, I'm staying in mm-hmm. tune. I'm getting the surfing in, which is like my meditation and, mm-hmm. and for my health aspect and, and mental health. And then I do that and then I make money and then I come home and I go back to the marketing and, and, and the family thing. So it's been a, it's really a, a great, for me, it's a great, a great combination of things that I have going at the moment. 
Well, I, I thank you so much for stopping by today because we we're at the end of our time. Uh, from everything from professional surfer to clothing brands to marketing to coaching, it, it sounds like you figured this life thing out. Not that it's going to come with challenges, not that it's gonna uh, not going to be hard at times, but it sounds like you, you, you've, you've kind of figured out the point, which is, is to get to where you want. And I want all of our other entrepreneurs and business people to know this is where we want to get. It's, it's not, I'm in a good spot. You're in a good spot that all that hard work that sometimes you got to pivot and you, you, it's hard to get to where you want to do. Sometimes it's multiple things. Sometimes it's like you that has three or me that has two or, or whatever to, to know that success comes in many forms and it looks like you found it, my friend. Awesome. Yeah. I, I feel, I feel blessed every day I get to do, you know, I don't feel like I work like I, I love right. all three of the businesses that I that I do. I love it and I enjoy it. So mo- like Monday comes around, I'm, I'm ready to go. You know, I, I work on weekends because I, I love it when I have free time. And and I just yeah, I just enjoy what I do. And I'm hoping I can keep that going, you know, the rest of my life and be happy with whatever I'm doing. You know, it, 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 whatever, whatever that is, I, I just want to make sure I'm doing it because I love it and it and it makes truly makes me happy. Uh, well, how do how, how do uh, our listeners get a hold of you and uh, and reach out to see your various projects, products, and and get in touch with you if they have any questions? Yeah, so my my main website is jeremyryanlife.com. That kind of just has like everything. It's of, mm-hmm. of of what I have going on, but it, for the for the marketing agency, it's subtideagency.com and. The, the clothing line is ruitclothing.com, R-U-E-T-T, Ruit Clothing. And, and the surf school is spfsurfschool.com. So if anyone's in California and wants to, wants to get a surf lesson, feel free to hit me up. And yeah, and if anyone's in, in the need for some marketing um, for this year to kind of get things going, 2024, we're, we're, we're definitely available to help. So yeah absolutely thank you everybody for tuning in uh again for another episode of small business chronicles i'm your host ryan Shear, uh and this uh podcast is brought to you by titan media works if you want a podcast of your own that's what we do uh so you can get a find us on titanmediaworks.com and um if you want to check out some of our other shows we have everything from hollywood voice actors businessmen coaches uh you name it you can find it at smallbusinessdelivered.com that is smallbusinessdelivered.com and we put it on all the socials uh so just search either one of those two entities and you will come across something we've done Until next time, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in.